Okay, welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast, and we are here again with the myth, the man, the legend, Brady. Brady, what's up? The myth, the man, the legend. Do you have I anything to add to that? I thought you were going to say the man, the myth, and I was like, oh, that's kind of boring, but then you said the myth, the man, I was like, that actually sounds pretty dope. I feel like you had to change it up, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate you're welcome. It. And hello, everyone who is listening to this podcast. What else do you have to add to that? The myth, the man, the legend, the... Scoundrel. The scoundrel. The punk rocker. What else? Explorer. That's pretty good. The wild card. Yeah. Wild cards are good. So if you were to explore right now, if you were to fly anywhere, where would you go? If I was going to fly anywhere right now, where would I go? Put me in a plane, it will go anywhere. All expenses paid. All expenses paid anywhere, flight. Oh, man, I'd fly. And there would be a motorcycle waiting at the end for you. Um, yeah, so I would take a – I would probably fly uh, – I mean, I would just have to take off, maybe do a little circle, and then land again because I'm home for Thanksgiving right now. <laughs> And uh, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. It's very intentional. That's a good answer. The truth is I could get in a plane and fly anywhere I wanted right now. Sure. Where are you going to go? There's not a... Don't ev- not- don't evade the question, Brady. What's that? Don't evade the question. Where are you going to go? I'm saying there's not, there's not a plane ticket that I can afford. I know. I know. So where are you going to go? I'm not. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not go- If I was going to go somewhere, I'd be going there. So let's say that you ate your turkey, you did your Thanksgiving festivities. Talking about the future. Talking about the future. Hypothetically, I'm all done with Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. You did your family thing. We did all the family stuff. is completely wrapped up. All the holiday obligations. Completely. Are... Okay. And my motorcycle is there waiting for me. Are you telling me? Yeah, I feel like you're avoiding the question. Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it through. I'm giving it some thought. Not thought I feel it. like this is something that you should have thought through. Melbourne, Australia. What's on your bucket list, Brady? Got a mile bone. Not a bucket list. I don't live my life that way. How do you live your life? Um, I try to be a few things. And I try to do a few things no matter where I'm at, so I'm ready for death. Essentially, is how I live my life. It's a good way to live your life. When I die, there's a few things that I want people to say about me. And? and I, I, I try to live in a way... Um, I try to live in a way that uh, will inspire them and encourage them to say those things honestly. What and is- as long as I'm living in a way that they would do that, and I don't have a bucket list. There's not things that I need to do. There's just a, there's just a me I gotta be. And a legacy that you want to live behind, an inspirational legacy. So, what are the top three things that you want people to say about you? Uh, I can't tell you. Okay. I can't speak about. I, you know what I mean. Where? So I sure, sure, I get it. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go? Yeah. Still didn't answer that question. What do you mean? Oh, on the plane? Yeah. No, I did. Melbourne, Australia. Oh, I didn't hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. 
It's uh, recorded on the podcast. You can listen to it at com. <laughs> totally missed that. So why there? A uh, bunch of dudes ripping hogs. And it's just beautiful. Like, I love the scenery. I love oh. the I love the sky. I love the crown. Like, I... I, honestly, like I'd go out there to hang out with those dudes. Um, another friend of mine, Kaylin, is on her way there um, real shortly, and she just hit me up and told me that. And I probably would have gone if she would have told me a little sooner. But, but you so- have Thanksgiving, huh? You have Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's after Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. That's what we're talking about, right? Right. About, like, I just yeah. wanted to make sure because Thanksgiving was clearly paramount to you, so. I would no way, <laughs> to make world, sure be, truly, you were fulfilling your Thanksgiving duties. Looking out no, for you. Rather be. What do you do for Thanksgiving? Do you have any traditions? Yeah. What do you do? Thanksgiving dinner. Oh yeah, we're the family where uh, everybody's got somebody who you know they met that day, and we're like, hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, I and love that. God, they do anything? I don't have any family here. Yeah, and they yeah. will know what you're doing. You're coming with me. And so we got a whole line of people, some we know and love, and some we don't know and love. And uh, we freaking eat a lot. So it's an open arm family. Open arm family. So, but Sheridan is pretty small. Are there that many people? Are there that many like roamers that are that are there that don't have? So our podcast got yeah. shut off earlier. This won't have the reference to all the music stuff we talked about earlier. Yeah, so yeah. I think I was completely out of context there. <laughs> That's a sorry, guys. Anyway, I did Celine Dion before. Oh no, you did Whitney Houston before. No, I did Celine. No, that was Whitney's. I will always love you. That's Whitney. That is what I say, isn't it? <laughs> I know, because that's what I have to tell people. Like when they, they always think I say like Wendy, and so I'm always like Whitney Houston, but like the white Clear. version. Clear that I'm sick. By the way, I am on drugs <laughs> right now, just so you so that I had a little disclaimer. We're okay with that. Okay. None of them <laughs> are illegal. So he says. So he says. So saith I. But we'll go with it. We'll roll with it. Okay, so you're going to go to Australia. Australia. My friend Dick Rachel. Is there anywhere in the world you would not go if somebody invited you? So I would invite you to go somewhere. Would you go to Somalia? And it was somebody who I wanted to go somewhere with? Well, you added that, but sure. Well, I mean, I'd say no. I I do say no to a lot of people who invite me to go places because I don't want to go hang out with them very much. <laughs> Speaking the truth. Uh, but it is not because of the place. Usually, it's because as a person. <laughs> well, I respect your honesty. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all you should have in life, right? Yep. <laughs> So let's say it's somebody that you're totally stoked to hang out with. Oh, yeah. Let's go anywhere. But they say, like, let's go to Somalia or let's go to North Korea. Are you like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah. I almost went to North Korea. Really? Yep. Tell us the story there. Uh, A friend of mine went there to uh, do some rebellious stuff. uh, How long ago was this? 
year and a half. Okay, okay. Height, height, like hottest time. Yeah. I told you about that friend earlier because it was in Thailand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you would go? Oh, yeah. Go anywhere. Anywhere. Especially if you give me a righteous cause. You would go to Syria right now? Yeah. Give me a good reason. What would be a good enough reason for you? Uh, people need love. People always need love. People the world over need love. Always need, yeah, people all over need love. So how do you show love? Yep. How would you show love? How do I show love? Yeah, like if you were to like travel anywhere and show your love, how would you express it? What would you do? Would you bring things? Would That's you bring just, supplies? I think it comes down to a heart of service. And sure. I think what that is is different with every single person. Everyone needs has different needs. Some people need water and some people need to be told, so what? Exactly. And it's adapting your message to your audience, right? Yeah. Because people respond differently, yeah? Feed what they're hungry for. Yeah. And you have to you have to be aware of that and recognize that. Yep. You have to have that emotional intelligence. Yeah. Yes. But I'm blessed with. Yes. No people. Yes. And that is a power, right? Yeah, it absolutely is. That's why I was so good at, I see all this stuff is going to be out of context, but that's why I was so good at my sales job. Yeah. Mostly because I could tell what people's insecurities were Yeah. by the time they got to the counter. And when you know what someone's insecurities are, you know exactly what to sell them. Did you ever feel manipulative with that? Yeah, 100%. So how did you reconcile that with yourself? I quit. Okay. How long? How long did you have that job? Um, I think uh, I think I worked there two years and they quit and then continued to help for another year. But what was cool is when I quit, basically I was done selling. I was done being a salesperson. Um, and I pretty much only worked on Sundays. Well, Sunday was normally a really lax day. Nobody was coming in on Sundays. It was 12 to 5. And it, you, you, know, you might see 10 customers all day long. Well, everybody started just coming in on Sundays because they knew I worked on Sundays and they knew that I wasn't trying to sell them anything. And I would only sell them iPhones because that's what I used and that's what I find to be the best solution most of the time, um, which you also don't get paid the same commission for iPhones. At least you didn't at the time. Um, so, yeah, I quit. I, I actually quit selling for, you know, for money and I would sell them the best product. But I actually made, I still continued to make uh, compete with the full timers there, working only one day a week because I had such great volume. Because my because customers would come back and they would line up for me, and they would come all day on Sundays and not any other days. So I'd have a really busy back, busy stacked up Sunday. It was like working three days on normal days. It was great. So, a real question for you. Yes. You being. As good as you are at what you try, except for breakdancing. A bunch of other things, but yeah. Yep, that too. <laughs> of course you. No. You're pretty proficient at a lot of things that you try, yeah? Some of the things that I try. All of a sudden, this humility. So, 
the, here, the humility, the humility is always there. I just, you know, sometimes I'm like, I gotta be my own coach. It, it's interesting because I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm truly, truly very humble. I truly think, uh, and I know I've been around like a, I know people that are good at things, you know, in, in certain subjects or in certain fields. And when I pretend to be good, I'm mostly pretending it to, I like, I'm just trying to be a character. I'm trying to have fun. So when people hear, a lot of people, most people, as a matter of fact, one of my very best friends who just uh, honored me uh, by asking me to be his best man at his wedding, when he first met me, he couldn't stand me. And why is that? Because I'm loud. I'm loud, and when I get in certain situations, I... You know, I make I, uh, I I command a lot of attention and this and that. And I think I'm better at that. I'm, I'm definitely different than I used to be for sure because I'm far more aware than I used to be. But a lot of people, uh, yeah, they don't they don't like me uh, when they first first meet me, and it takes time. And then they love me, and I love them too. You know, but they get to know my heart, and we get to, we get along fine. Um, which is dangerous when I meet people in short-term situations. It makes me really nervous a lot of times. I'm like, I can tell that these people aren't going to like me in, in these small doses at first. And I need to spend some intentional time. So anyway, where were we going? Well, that takes me in another direction. So is that intentional for you? Do you intentionally, I don't want to say try to win them over because that doesn't sound right for you, but do you... I, I, I spend some effort to kind of reveal your true heart and like your intentions. Absolutely. You do. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like, well, this is what I do. You know, like, like they, they won't know who I am until they get through. I'm a tiramisu. Sure. But some people are like, they will find out eventually. They'll see my true colors. Eventually it'll wash out eventually. Like and some last, people are last, like, I need it, to, Right, and some people are like, I actively need to show them my true colors right now. Like, I need to make an effort to show them. Where are you? Well, it's interesting because I don't really have, like, untrue colors. Sure, right? sure. And, and though I may be a delicious tiramisu, uh, <laughs> any, any layer is always available uh, as long as I can access it, right? Sure. So... Yeah, but, but you know, if I'm, the thing that comes in really is when I'm going to meet someone for one day, and they're going to walk away um, from that, and they might come to my funeral, right? And so I want to make sure that uh, they have the right words for my funeral, and if I don't have the amount of time that I'd like to have, or to to just allow things to happen really naturally, I'll try to. I will definitely be intentional about trying to communicate. Uh, you know, my, my purpose or my intentions rather than just be, you know, ignorant flex, which I'm all about a little ignorant flex. See, and I am too. I don't have any problem with that. And I also tell me your thoughts on this. I also feel like you can grow into the person that you set yourself up to be. In the sense that there are certain situations you don't feel like you're worthy or you don't feel like you are quite at that level yet. And there's a little bit of faking it until you make it. 
And there's a little bit of just like pretending like a lot of times or not a lot of times, but sometimes there are certain situations where you just don't feel like you have the competency or you're not at that skill level yet. And so you just kind of have to pretend like you are and yeah. just act in that character. Right. And then you just rise to that level. Uh, yeah. I think, you, you know, those are choices. I think yeah. Yeah. I, people say fake it to make it. And I, I've struggled with that one because uh, it involves faking it. And uh -huh. I don't think faking it is healthy really anytime, but it's a choice. And like, so, so let's say you're not the world champion of the world, right? Sure. I think the best example that I have for this is a guy named Conor McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who Conor McGregor yeah. is. So Conor McGregor. So, so I was a huge, huge fight fan, right? Coached MMA, did fought MMA, you uh, coached I, MMA? Yeah. I didn't know that you coached MMA. Yeah, so I paid it. I paid very, very, very close attention. And yeah. he was out of a gym called Straight Blast Gym in Ireland. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's Straight Blast Gym International is the affiliation, but he's from one in Ireland. And he was winning over there. Um, and he was a champ over there, 145 pounds, 155 pound weight class. Um, and then the, the UFC found him and he fought a guy named Marcus Brimage. Marcus Primage was an assassin. Like he was a gangster. He was knocking everybody out. Like he was, he was really, really good. And Connor just walked him. Just looked so good. And uh, you know, and, and at that time, if you go back and watch, so I saw, I watched that fight. You know, his his first fight in the UFC, and it was a big deal because that was a really tough test for his first fight. And, and he beat him. Uh, he knocked him out. And uh, obviously, just a really proficient, accurate well-timed striker anyway all this like i'm getting off because i uh <laughs> i have a medical diagnosis folks <laughs> deficit hyperactive we talked about that in the last episode that got deleted <laughs> anyway i have it so <laughs> point being um conor mcgregor was not so now he's been a uh a multiple time uh ufc champion which is the true world champion right I could say I won a world competition in jiu-jitsu, so I could say I'm a world champion. He has some medals to show for it. Medals. But, but really, like, if you're going to say you were the world champion, you need to beat everybody else who's the world champion, right? Sure. So he won the UFC. He won at the 155-pound weight class and the 145-pound weight class. He won those championships. Um, and he did it handily. Well, he continually said, I'm going to beat him. It's no problem. I'm going to knock him out in the first round. Then he would do it. Right, but before that, was he was he was he ignorant and boastful and cocky by saying those things? Some people, it, he had to believe those things, right? So he wasn't faking it, even though it wasn't true yet. He said, "I am the champion. I am the best fighter in the world. I'm already the best <gasps> fighter." Before I it was like proven, that distinction. It, right? I see where you're going with this, and I love that. I love that because I completely agree with you. I there is a distinction. And it's disingenuous to say faking it till you make it, but you have to truly commit to that, right? And buy into that. It's I see where you're going a, with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a choice, and yes. people don't the choice because they want to remain humble, and that's you know humility absolutely has a, it, its place, and you shouldn't say you're something that you're not, but you have to choose to be uh, the thing that you aspire to be. You have to choose to be that. Or you will not be it. Like you, you won't achieve it unless you choose it.
Yes. And this circles back to what we talked about. And I am so bummed that our last podcast got deleted. But we talked about, remember, how self-love and appreciating yourself and owning yourself and being okay with yourself and how it can be very off-putting, especially in the society where self-love is very off-putting for some people and just loving yourself and celebrating yourself openly. And like, for example, just something as simple as accepting a compliment. I feel like it's kind of socially acceptable, especially for women. I don't know about for men. But especially for women, we almost feel compelled yeah, to to deflect and to not accept the compliments. And you almost feel arrogant if you immediately accept the compliment, like "thank you." Like you almost feel compelled to be like, "No, no, gosh, no, but thank you, no, but thank you, no." Like I love when girls are like, "No, thank you," or I love when girls just own whatever they're working with. And that's kind of what we talked about in that last episode is just being cool with yourself and loving yourself and being a fan of yourself. Not yep. even just accepting, but just being like, we yeah, I about, rock. We talked about liking your own status on Facebook, right? Yeah. And I've had that argument with my, with people, you know, that we train at our agency. Um, and, and they all, they see me do it. And they're like, you just like like you're trying to boost your analytics or, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm like, no, I, I mean, like, I'm not, not trying to do those things. That's our job. But yeah. I'm perfectly comfortable liking my own stuff. And if you're not, you should check what you're posting. Because if you don't like it, then why would you expect anyone else to like it? Yeah. If you don't expect anyone else to like it, then why are you trying to add it to their day? Right. Right. So, right. yeah, I like my own stuff. And so people say that that's arrogant or whatever, but I have a good reason. I think it's so refreshing, though, when people are like that, when they're like, yeah, I like, I like what I did. I like what I posted. I liked what I created. I liked what I produced. With no apologies. I love people that live with no apologies. If you're living like an asshole and you're infringing on people's rights and you're harming people, sure, that's another conversation. But if you are just living your life and being you, I love people who just are all about that and they own themselves. You should apologize when you're wrong. Yes, and have the humility too, right? You should apologize when you're sorry. And And don't excessively apologize. People apologize when they are not sorry. Yes. And when they know they are not wrong. Yes. Which is very dangerous, irresponsible, and actually immoral. They think sure. it's humble. They think it's humble, but it's it really isn't. I agree. I completely agree. Completely agree. So that's inauthenticity. So like and that's being disingenuous, truly. Like even though you're trying to be humble. Truly, only apologize when you're truly sorry. Only say you're sorry when you're truly sorry. If not, it's disingenuine. Dishonest. It's dishonest. And that's just like the overarching rule. Just live an honest life. When you're sorry, say that you're sorry. If you're not sorry, don't say that you're sorry. Don't say things that you don't mean, right? I don't... One thing about me that people find interesting when they... When they but I don't make promises. You don't make what? Promises. Yeah. 
I refuse to say that I promise. Some people will say, you promise? And I say, no, I don't, I don't promise because I don't promise. If I say yes, I mean yes. But if I say no, I mean no. And if I say I'll do something, I mean that I'll do something. And by promising that I will do it, means when I said I would do it, there there's some lesser value when I just said it. And when I promise, that's actually the actual guarantee. It right? kind of and like diminishes not... the yes, right? Huh? It like diminishes the yes. Exactly. You have to let your yeses be yes and your noes be no. And when you make a promise, although it seems like a good thing, like, oh, he promised me. But when you make a promise, it means that you're, you just your word wasn't good enough. I've been, uh, it's, it's actually funny that, that that comes out. I've had a lot of people in the last, in the last year, I've heard about this book over and over and over again. It's called The Four Agreements. Yes, by Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the book? Yes, I do. I read it. I've never read it, I've, but I've had enough conversations around it. People are like, people are like, oh, you've read The Four Agreements, right? And I'm like, no, I haven't. I haven't. They're like, dude, that's like, like if I if I met you, I would 100 percent bet that you had read this book and that you based your belief system around this book. You kind of live your life like that, like you have. And I haven't. And so the agreements, one of the agreements I know is be impeccable with your word. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And that's something that's rare with people. It truly is. And you being in business and you having your own business, businesses, you see that, right? That people are not impeccable with their word. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I've seen that a lot with mine. And that's something that I you grow to appreciate because it's so rare when people actually follow through. I ask, I ask a lot of people, you know, you see someone and you go, you know, they go, how have you been? And what they say, good. And, uh, you know, you get into this, into this kind of meaningless, going nowhere, real surface level, shallow, uh, small talk. And while that has its place, I've had this conversation, dare I say, argument before about small talk having its place. But while it has its place, I suppose, uh, what all, I, I, I've been asking people lately if they're happy. You know, instead of saying, how are you, whatever, they're like, oh, good, just real busy. That's like, just real busy, you know, with the kids and the work and the school and the whatever they're doing everyone's busy and everyone's good and, and and then you ask someone are you happy and they take a minute they take a second you'll you'll ask somebody this soon and they'll say are you happy and they'll take a second and almost in a, in a, in a very uh defensive manner or at least somewhat defensive manner they'll say yeah and it's like they're defending it to themselves like yeah yeah, I, no, I think I'm happy, and I'll say I think. <laughs> and then so it's so beautiful to watch them come. To, like they think about so many different factors to think about, you know, whether or not they're happy. And some people jump out like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm way happy. I'm like, I'm so happy. I'm, my life is good. My life is, my life is, you know, bananas foster baby. And, uh, you know, they're, it's a, that's a mask most of the time. And you instantly the, recognize it. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. But, yeah, ask somebody, just say, are you happy? And they go, 
And, and some people will be honest, and they'll say, well, this is good, but this is hard. This is good. This is hard. Then you get, like, then you actually find out how they are. You yes. Know? Yes. Asking, asking, how are you? That's a, you, you talk about being impeccable with your word. None of us are. We're all, we're all very poor with this because um, someone will say, how are you? And even the ones the ones of us that make it make a concerted effort to be honest, like I actually, you know, I'm kind of having an off day. You know, we'll, we'll feel like we answered that better than most people because we're not just saying good when it's not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a lot of people just we we don't always give everybody the information because it's a, a pain in the butt, you know, or we don't want we don't want to talk about it or sure, whatever. We don't want to get into it, right? But we're not really impeccable. Anyway, so that's, I think that's a cool agreement. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't read that book. Uh, but being impeccable with your word, let, letting your yeses be yes and your noes be no, I think, you know, real similar thing. I think that's really cool. So going back to what you were just talking about, when people are having a rough time, so you have the people who say, what you say is how you describe your life is how it is. So if you like stay on that high vibe and you stay positive, your life will, will reflect that. And then you also have the people who kind of in conjunction with that, but also kind of a little separately say you don't want to drag other people down. And so it's easier to just say it's good. It's I'm doing well. And then you have the people who are like, no, I'm going to be real through and through to the core. No, life is crappy right now. Yep. What, what would you say? What would you say is the best response? Like, let's say that somebody is going through a really hard time. The truth is always. So they would respond, life is a little hard right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If someone asks you how you are. Don't 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 assume that they were not genuine in their in their query, right? Assume that they're asking how are you, right? And you should tell them how you are. And I think honesty is hundred percent. We have this thing right now is this really 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 dangerous thing on it's called social media, and it's this place where a lot of people choose how they are. They pick it. They are faking it till they make it, right? Yeah. Say, oh, life is so good. Here's a picture of me by the beach, and I tan my cheeks, and I'm sexy looking, and I did my squats all three months before. Well, not all three months, but like most of the three months, and I ate pretty good, but not as good as I could have. But anyway, I'm looking good, right? And I'm not going to take pictures of the fries I got. I'm going to take pictures of the freaking quinoa kale, blend, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? People yeah, are telling yeah. this story. Yeah. And meanwhile, you have people that don't understand uh, why their life is not like their life, right? They go, man, that person's younger than me, and I seem like I'm smarter, and I think this person's an idiot, but they're doing better than me. I must suck, right? And if we were honest with each other and just really told we're, we're better at telling the truth with each other, people would realize that they're not alone because a lot of people feel like they are alone because no one else is having these struggles. Well, no one else is communicating these struggles. No one else is communicating. We have a society we have a society of masks. Everybody's wearing a mask and we all are, truthfully, we all are. But 
a lot of us have a big dressed up fancy mask and everybody goes everybody without that you know who's who's trying to be true to themselves they don't understand what's going on on, on a high level and they're being lied to and they start thinking that they're all alone and that they get lonely and that they feel worthless and then they feel no hope and sometimes that ends up with them taking themselves out right so like we just need to realize that like what it comes back to is honesty honesty so that introduces a whole different conversation honesty is always the best policy Absolutely. I'm so with you on that, but I do want to point out that not everyone genuinely wants to know, and this is nothing against them. This is no judgment on them. But when they ask you, how are you? How many times have you seen somebody <clears throat> ask you, hey, how are you? Hey, how's it going? And then they just like blitz right past. Those are kind of just... Lip service, like they're not genuinely made, wanting to know. Question, we've made the question, uh, you know, uh, it, it, people say what's up all the time. What's up, man? And they're literally walking past. What's up? And you're like, you kind of have an opportunity. You didn't even get to hear, bud. You keep walking. Yeah. I feel horrible. I'm so stuffed up. I could barely hear you. And I... I hope I don't sound just like a like an elephant with its trunk. <laughs> definitely don't sound like an elephant. Cool. Anyway, sorry. What were we talking about? Yeah, I mean, not everyone is genuine when don't. they're asking how you are. And what should happen is they should ask. Yes, I agree, and that's why I I completely agree. The honesty is the best policy. We're on the same page on that, and you and I same page. Because that's faking it as well. Totally. As and far as the other people actually asking, not everybody is genuine with their inquiries. Not everybody is genuine with their asking. It's kind of just the thing that you do in a lot of people's eyes. Like you just ask. It's just the social polite thing to do. But they genuinely don't want to know. They don't give a flying you know what how you're doing. Flying what? <laughs> and that's very disheartening because... If some, <laughs> no fox given and so if somebody is asking you how you are you would like to think they really want to know how you're doing but that's not always the case and people like you brought up masks are you being summoned always <laughs> man and high demand so people are absorbed in their own masks and that's that's a sign of like hurting and that's a sign of sickness and that's a sign of people struggling too. When you're so consumed with just like surviving and getting by and you're so caught up in your own head about whatever is like plaguing you and whatever is getting you down and whatever it is that's getting to you, that you're kind of just so consumed by that that you really don't have like the bandwidth to really care about other people. You know what I mean? Again, no judgment on those people, but you're kind of just like struggling with yourself. And so that's where a lot of people just are surviving day to day, just trying to get by, just trying to get by, just trying to get by. And then again, that plays into the whole, like you just said, people taking their own life. And that's so sad. 
Yeah, it's just it's so unnecessary. It's so so unnecessary. And I've been, uh, you know, I, I've I feel like I've hit the low lowest low of my life. I don't think, and I and I pray and I hope that I don't ever, you know, find it again. Yeah. But I feel like I've been there, and I remember considering just just wanting to be dead. It wasn't. Uh, you know, I, I knew there were people that loved me that, that sure. would hurt really bad. But I remember wanting to be dead. I just wanted to be either asleep or dead. And you can't be asleep all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, like, you wake up and you're like, I just, I'm a, I'm a pile of crap, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it, it, but some people don't have, uh, they don't realize that anyone feels the same way. And I didn't feel like anyone else knew. There's no way anybody could know the way I felt. How could they possibly know? Sure. The, the unique perspective. Um, there's no one else there. But I did know that people love me and they want to be around. You know, and that helped a lot. And uh, I think I think to a certain extent, I mean, I think we all need that. You know, there's there's a desire to, to be desired. Um, yeah. And when the people who are around us say, how are you? And they just hope we say good. That does not make anyone feel like they they are loved or that they are desired. It makes it feel like, you know, that does as much as you care. Right? So we just, anyway. And I think that's, that heightens the importance of actually caring and the people who actually care. So yeah, the people who actually ask how you're doing, like, I will wait around and I will, like, stop myself in my tracks and like look at the person and be like, no, genuinely, I want to know how you're doing. I'm not just saying that in passing. I genuinely, genuinely want to know how you're doing. And I think I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think so many of us have been at that low point. I know I've been there. I absolutely have been there at the lowest of low points. And, oh, God, it's just dark and bleak and awful. It's so gnarly to go through. And so yeah. many people have been there, and so many people are there, but that's a conversation that is avoided in so many, on so many levels in so many ways. And I think that's a conversation that needs to be had because people need to know that more people feel like that, and it's more acceptable, and it's okay to reach out and, like, just this last week, I had a family member who took his own life, and it, oh, it still, it, like, it just, it wrecks me. It wrecks me whenever I think about that, and it's still, like, oh, so emotional, and it just, it gets to me when I just think of somebody just so far gone and thinking that there is absolutely no hope left. That is their best option. Right. They know on some level, they recognize on some level that people love them, but they truly, genuinely believe that this world is a better place without them, that it's better if they just go their own way. And I, uh, So what are you going to do about it? So I am actually getting involved. So um, I'm actually really excited. This weekend, Friday, we have a nightlight parade. 
in town and um, I've wanted to get involved with the veterans, like with suicide awareness, because I know a lot of vets. And so I'm going to, there's a float and it's about like suicide awareness. And so I'm going to get involved with that and then um, get involved with like veterans and getting them like the help that they need to try to combat that. And um, I'm looking into like applying for suicide helplines, stuff like that. That's cool. I'm so excited. I think, I mean, that's noble and really cool. And, you know, you, you go above and beyond. But I think for people listening and they're, you know, if, like if they want to know how they can help, um, I think a lot of those are like the, a lot, a lot of the, like the, the helplines, those things are so great. And, and I support them 100%. But a lot of times we've got a culture, I think, in, in this country for sure, of treating symptoms instead of treating causes. And just going back, like the way that you can help people not feel that way is be impeccable with your work. And be honest with what you put out there. You people on social media, and social media is like, it's a very, very, it's such, a, I quit my job, right? I turned my whole life around to start a social media marketing company because I believe in the power of it. I understand the power of it. I know, and a lot of people, they don't pay much attention, so they just don't pay much attention. Like, ah, whatever that is, the face space or the, you know, Twitter gram, they don't know, and they, they don't pay attention. It's very, 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 very powerful. It's how I run my businesses. It's how I, you know, run my travel. It's how I, it's how I do most things. It's very powerful. It's a very powerful tool, and it's a very powerful um, uh, piece of our society now. And so what you put on there, just, yeah, just be honest. Like if life is great, put out that life's great 100%. But if life's not that good, like if, if, if you're struggling with something, uh, you know, or, or, or whatever it may be, talk about it and make positivity louder. Be positive on there. I think that's a, that's a big thing is people don't, most of the positive people, things are going well. They're also the, we're the, we're the quietest segment. We're way bigger. The truth is that positive, there are more positive, good-hearted like people who are trying to to do good than there are that people trying to whine about politics, fight about this or that, project their beliefs. Like those are a, those are a very very small section, and they're winning. They're winning by a large large margin because we're just not fighting. And you're every bit as guilty, uh, you know, for the evil that you watch happen. As you are for the, as the person who is doing the evil. So if you're on social media, just just put out something, you know, put put out truth, and that can be really good and positive. Most of everything that I put out is positive, but I don't put it out if I'm not if it's not something I believe. Now I'm I think I'm, I'm a unique case, and I this is why I love talking to people about this because I've found some perspective through some hard times. Um, and through some service projects that like I only I didn't do them for myself I did them because I didn't care really and I I didn't care right I, I went and built some houses in Juarez and nobody and I, I had not done that before because I was married and my wife didn't want me to go to Juarez it's very dangerous and all those things and uh, then I wasn't married anymore right and I didn't care and if I was going to get killed down there I was like I'm ready to die like I'm good with that and I went down there, and the people were, that's where I learned about gratitude. This couple who had 
a child, they're living in their car. Uh, they were they were, were so grateful for the house that we built that was the size of most of our living rooms. Their belongings were far less than most of us could put in our vehicles. Um, they were so thankful and grateful for that tiny house built in a dump. You know, when we woke up one day and we walked outside, there was a car on fire, like it was just blazing fire. And we didn't ever find out what happened there, but like that's the, the reality that they're living in. It's a dump. He can't make money down there. Like he can't make enough money to have their own. Anyway, they were more grateful for that than I was for everything that I'd ever been given, everything that I owned, which was far, far more. And I realized that you're down to your breath is a gift. It's not, you're not owed. Right. That's not a, that's not, not a, it's a privilege. It. It's not mm-hmm. a right. You're not, you don't have a right to your breath. And when you're grateful and you, you like take a few minutes and just like breathe quietly to yourself, listen to yourself, breathe. The yogis do really good at this. You realize and, and you, you start having gratitude for your breath. To me, when people are having a bad time, they need to go back to their breath. Yes. Like find breath. gratitude for their breath. And then, Absolutely. like whatever, like everything else is a gift. Yes, Your struggle is. is a gift. Your this is a gift. Your whatever, like most people, their their problem really isn't their problem. It's the lens they're looking through. Sure, absolutely. And when so, you circle back to gratitude and the basics of your breath and your yeah. gratitude for just being alive, you think yeah. about the people who don't have that luxury. They're genuinely, they're fighting for their lives. They don't know if they're going to see tomorrow. They don't know if they're going to see next week. They don't know if they're going to have next month with their family. The bananas thing about that is those people, which are the people that I built the house for, they know gratitude. Yes, they do. They're way better at it than we are. So it's, and I don't even think, you know, like, think about somebody who's got it worse, like, I think that's good, uh, but I, I, I really like. I don't even care how bad you have it. I'll definitely be sympathetic and empathetic towards anyone's situation. But at some point, we were talking about this. You got to say, "So what?" So you know, you you have no legs, and this and that, and you can't do this, you can't do that, and you have some breath. Like, what are we gonna do? Because if you have gratitude, if you, you're not going to get to happiness without gratitude. You need to be grateful. And you need to understand the concept of grace. Uh, we talked about grace at one yes, point. We that's, yes, that's we it. did. Yep. We need to understand the concept of something that you're given that you don't deserve. It's not a right. Right. And then be grateful for that thing. And you can be happy. with such. It's, it's, it's not easy, but it is very simple. It's very simple and very powerful deceptively powerful. So that is my number one trick whenever I am having a stressful situation, no matter what situation I'm facing. Without a doubt, time and again, it works every single time. I will automatically think of three things that I'm grateful for and it automatically centers me and it brings me back to good. You just can always think, always think of something be grateful for whether it's just your breath just that you're alive 
just that you're not fighting for your life. Just start there. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of brings things into focus, right? And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, God, there are people out there truly fighting for their lives. You have refugees, like, fleeing just despicable conditions. A lot of the people that I work with, oh, my gosh, it just blows your mind. Yeah. What they have dealt with, the horrors that they have seen in their lives. And they have just learned to deal with that and that's just their reality and they're so grateful to come into this country and to be citizens and it's just very humbling because they see what we have and what like the luxuries that we have and you can better believe that they don't take that for granted and there's always something to be grateful for and we talked about that also in the last podcast too just how great gratitude is so powerful I actually go to the opera, like I, the way that I find when I'm when I'm when things are rough, right? Yeah. And I'm getting overwhelmed and yeah. getting anxious and whatever. I actually think about my parents dying. Oh yeah. Which is and, and I think my parents are dead. And then I go, my parents aren't dead. And, and I, I I'm not kidding, man. I'm like, oh better. I mean, like like that does not even get close to this thing, I go straight to tragedy. I go like, I go dark. Um, and then I come back to realizing that's not the scenario. Like that scenario is not it. And I'm like, it's an amazing day, right? If I you could go to that day, cause everyone's going to find it. We're all going to have our last day or we're going to find, have our parents last day, our loved ones last day, you know, pray not, but sometimes people have their, their child's last day. And if you can go to that place and you go, okay, that's where I, and you would go, you would give anything to go back and have another minute. In this in this environment, and you go boom. I'm in that environment. And I think that's that's the thing. I go to. I go am to, so with you on that. I absolutely do the same thing. Yeah, totally. And then like that juxtaposition, and then all of a sudden you're instantly like, man, things could be really rough right now. Right. What, what am I babying about? Exactly. Exactly. That's exact. And that I honestly do the same thing like with my parents. Like. Both of my parents are alive. I have both of my parents. I have my family. And then you just think about like all of the battles that people are waging right now. Like you have people who are like battling cancer. You have people who have chronic pain. You have people who are like living paycheck to paycheck and can't make their bills. You have people who are caring for loved ones. God, like so many struggles that people are facing. You also have people out there that pull ten million a year, like, like where you're spot on, but also, but you're talking about people who I think this is important. That's why I say it. I don't mean to, to. No, like, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're talking about people who, um, visually and by our standards, have less than us. I know people that pull like it's like just make money and they're they're miserable. They're Absolutely. Miserable. And, they and have I that know voice. people that if you go to if you go to uh you follow my Instagram, this is like a, a big part of why why we got to connect, right? If you go there and you check out my like the sub, little sub stories on there, little story highlights, and you go to Heartmaker Tour, there's a time 
uh, I was down in Mexico and I got up early that morning, worked out, looked at the ocean, did all the cool, basic white girl stuff. I didn't get to go to Starbucks because it wasn't worth but I did all those things. Um, and there was this dude, I was doing lunges just around the courtyard because it's beautiful and it's awesome and whatever. I was doing lunges and there's a dude ahead of me. He's whistling, he's so happy. He's changing, changing trashes. That's what he's doing. He's picking up all the trashes, putting new trashes. He's whistling and he's at work and it's early and he's a trash man in Mexico. Probably gets paid jack for it, you know. He's whistling, man. He's freaking happy. And and I'm going. I know guys who are, you know, CEOs of their company or their number twos of their company, number threes at their company, you know, number five, six, sevens at much larger companies, and they're miserable. They've got way more stuff than the guy. They've probably got more physical health than the guy. They're younger than the guy. They've got way more opportunity to go wherever they want, do whatever they want with the guy. But they have so much less than he does because he understands gratitude. He's whistling while he works, taking trashes out in Mexico. And so I think it's important when we, you know, that not, not like a lot of us, like, oh, there's starving children in Africa. Well, okay, I'll say that I've never been to Africa, um, but a friend of mine um, who's a water guy. Um, has spent a lot of time over there serving, but he's going. Those they are so. We we hired uh, Paul. Um, we brought him over from Zimbabwe. He was in a rough situation over there. Those guys, a lot of those people, are so much happier than we are with what they have, with so much less than we've got. And so we're like, oh, there's starving kids in Africa, and they should be like, there are people that don't understand how to be grateful for the things that they have. You know, they should feel bad for us because really like, they have it better because they understand that they're like the lens that they've been allowed to see through. Anyway, I'm preaching the same thing, but 100 percent. I, I no, just think it's important. That's absolutely an important point to point out because there's so much emptiness. It has nothing to do. It's not a reflection of how many material possessions you have, how much you have in your bank account how financially well off you are. If there's a void, if there's an emptiness, there's an emptiness. And it doesn't matter if you're living in the slums of India and like the lowest caste, it doesn't matter if you are living in a high rise in New York. If there is an emptiness in you, there is an emptiness in you. And gratitude can bridge that gap for no matter who you are. Yeah, I, I, I hear people say, uh, I hear People say about about people's you know uh, situations. They go, "Oh, that must be nice. Must be nice, you know, and that, that sort of thing." And it's this weird, like we just put emphasis on the wrong syllable most days. Like <laughs> we, we pay attention to the wrong things. Yes, it's so true. It. So uh, all all coming back, we should all be contributing to each other's world. Like what we're talking about should help somebody. It should be good food for somebody. So what what we're doing is, if we if we could be po more positive on social media in an honest way, that'd be cool. Exactly. That would change. That would change the world. If you want to change the world, go tell as close to the truth as you can get to everybody. Go be honest with everybody who's paying attention to you. It doesn't matter how many people follow you. It doesn't matter if there's two people paying attention or twenty million. Go tell some truth. I love that you just said that, and I love that because, A, if you just help one person, 
it's worth it, right? Just one person. Just one person. And if, if, if no one pays attention and you're honest, it's worth it, right? Totally. Totally. Be honest with yourself. Totally. And that's something like I was just actually talking to my mom about this the other day because I was like really feeling down because I'm like, I got, I just feel like there's so much more I should do than I could do and I need to do so much more and I just get so overwhelmed with all of the options and all of the ways that I could help and that I should help and that I should contribute and how can I like help people more. Like you said, exactly, exactly, no, perfectly, that's exactly what I was just going to say, that's exactly it, and that's, like, what I circled back to, is, like, what I told her, I'm, like, I guess, like, the best thing that I could do is just, like, live my truth, like you said, and just, like, live my truth, live my honesty, be as honest as possible, and be positive when I'm feeling positive, but also be real when I'm feeling, like, a little down and out. And just living you, like just doing you. That's the best thing that you can do. And just showing people that that's okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, leadership is important. And I think a lot of times when people are like, oh, I, I need to do something. I, need to I want to change the world. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like like you, like you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a female superhero, yeah. right? And... Not, not like you put on a cape over, but like that's who you are. That's what you're excited to be a superhero. That's why you have this podcast. You want to be a superhero. You want to serve people. You want to make people better. You want to make yourself better. Uh, like that's important. That's kind of that's a big part of who you are. And what I tell people a lot of times, so I want to change the world. And people are like, well, you need to sign up for this missions trip and go, you know, help starving kids in Africa. You know, because we feel bad for the starving kids in Africa. They're a little hungry, but they're happier than we'll ever Yeah, they are so much happier. Right? That's, that's so like... Happier. With, the with ironic the, thing, yeah. We need to, like, starvation. Like, they're, they're definitely people that are starving that, in, a, in a horrible situation. But I, I would rather be grateful and starving uh, than, than well-fed and ignorant. But when people say, like, when they want to change the world, I tell them to go pick up garbage. Because when you go pick up garbage, one, you literally are changing the world for the better. Garbage on the street is not good for anybody. It doesn't help anybody. Two, it's an immediate example to lead, or it's an it's immediate opportunity to lead by example. People are going to see that you're, that you're picking up garbage, and they're going to go, they're going to be like, oh, I live in a society where people pick up garbage. Right? And that is something that we need so bad. Going back to social media, people think that they live in a society where all these people are so great, all these people have it so good, and they go, "Why can't I do this, man? I do not get it." I mean, people are just renting—they're renting Lamborghinis, they're renting a house for a shoot, and they're going in there and saying, "You want your life to be good? Do stuff that I never did. My life's not like—it's just like insane. They're just lying. It's so dishonest, so irresponsible." It's immoral. It's all the bad stuff. So, but if you go out and you pick up garbage, if someone says, "Oh, I live in a society where people pick up garbage," I'm going to elevate myself to pick to not litter first of all, and maybe pick up garbage when I see it. Right? Be polite. Pick up garbage when you see it. I used to tell people all the time, like, "Hey, you want to change your life? Want to change the world? Be polite and pick up garbage when you see it." 
ripple effect. It's crazy how someone will be like, well, that's that's nice of you. Or someone who threw the garbage on the ground or who is littering, like, oh, I'm sorry, I was going to pick that up, and they'll go pick up, and then they won't do that the next time. There's all of a sudden that awareness, yeah. Right? Yeah. Shoot. But that's the thing, like, and that's, it's so seductive and so easy to just fall into that trap of thinking that you need to go on the macro level and just change the world on the world stage. But it's enough to just do it on the micro level. And I just posted a quote about that, like, a few days ago. Truly, if you want to just change the world, just start with yourself, basically. And it's changing every day. It's changing every second. Everything you do is changing the world. Totally. And just, like, starting with yourself and, like, being positive and starting that positive ripple effect. And just coming alive yourself, getting right with yourself. And that permeates into everything else. To a change. <laughs> Keep going. No better If you want to make a world, I bet to take yourself and then make that. Yes, where's your glove? You have your glove. This podcast where I just sing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so I promise. I promise. I got some. You can sing. I've heard you sing. All right, so the name of this podcast is Be Polite and Pick Up Garbage When You See It. That's the takeaway. That's the call to action. Yep. Be polite, pick up garbage when you see it. That's a good call to action. That's Not even just when you see it. When you, like, if it's in front of you, like if it's within picking up. Be polite, pick up garbage. Be polite to everybody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just be polite. There's nothing else. Only polite. Only polite. No modifications. Just be polite and pick up garbage. And promise me no promises. <laughs> Wait, what song is that from? That's from a song. Yeah, I think it's called Promises. No, it's not. Something. It's from song. I'll figure it out. Okay, call to action. Be polite, pick up garbage. That's it. Anything people else? And pick up garbage when you see it. And tell everybody else to be polite and pick up garbage when you see it. <laughs> so spread the word on being polite and picking up garbage. What was that? That song? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. It's called Promises. I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, that's it. You heard it from Brady. Be polite and pick up garbage when you see it. Boom. Okay. <laughs> we did it. This worked. This podcast. Finally. Great success. Now it'll uh it'll self implode and <laughs> yeah. completely combust and disappear like last time. Awesome. Okay. I'm ending it. Bye, you guys. Be polite and pick up garbage when you see it. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>